Welcome back to Life at Hobridge School, the podcast where we speak to pupils, to staff and to parents to find out what it's really like. Every week we'll be talking to members of the school community to hear real stories of life in the school. Now in this episode, we're chatting to Assistant Head Pastoral, Stephen Arnott. Stephen will share how he's implementing well-being into each school day, his ethos for looking out for all the children, and how he gets the rest of the staff in school to feel good every morning. But Stephen will also discuss changing attitudes towards mental health and well-being, and why it's so important that both staff and students are happy while they work and learn. So come with me now as we speak to Assistant Head Pastoral, Stephen Arnott. Well, well-being has become something of a buzzword since we were all hit by COVID in 2020. A popular view is that in the past, children and young people's well-being at school was largely overlooked. To find out more about today's view in school, I'm joined by Stephen Arnott, who is Assistant Head Pastoral. Hello, how are you? I'm fine, thank you, thankfully. <laughs> so, do you think that attitudes have changed to well-being and, of course, to mental health? I don't think they've necessarily changed per se. I think that with COVID striking us in 2020, we all sort of took stock of what we were doing and and began to sort of speak a similar language. It it has been going on and it was rumbling. And I think the the pastoral leads and and the sort of the schools were were banging the drum and it was getting louder and louder. But it was almost sort of everyone banging from different directions. I think COVID made us all stop. And we all had to stand still. And I think when we all stood still and we couldn't just generally do what we normally do with our own well-being, it suddenly became a buzzword. And I think when we all had to stop and listen and and the news was so full of COVID and the TV shows then talked about other things to try and lighten the mood and how to help us and and the Joe Wicks and and all the sort of the banana bread and things like that, we we all started talking about the well-being in one clear voice. So I think it's Mm. always been there but I think it took Covid for us all to stop and and start shouting about it in one collective voice. So how's that working practically now at Hobridge School? Have things been changing and developing? Yes they have been changing and developing. It's interesting because I think three or four years ago in my role and we'd started I'd become a mental health first aider, we'd started our our wellbeing award, we'd looked at how we were going to bring this into the forefront of what we do yet we were sort of having to tell people we wanted to, to put well-being on the map and a lot of people were, oh, well, that's interesting, what's that about? Whereas now the marketing and, and sort of the discussion we have with prospective parents, you know, one of the things that I really have a long conversation about is the parents will say, tell me about well-being at Oakbridge. And, and it's so much more of everybody's conversation that it's not just sort of well-being doesn't happen when things go wrong. It, it's how we constantly keep those those children and and adults and everyone in our community on on the right path and 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 on the straight and narrow so i think it's it's massive at the moment and will continue to be unfortunately not unfortunately i think it's a good thing that it's going to continue to be there i just hope that when life goes back to normal and, and people begin to forget what covid was like that they don't lose those those skills and the way they look after their own well-being they, they don't forget them and, and they keep them in the front of their mind so keeping that in the front of the mind, what does that look like at Hobridge? How are you doing that? How are you managing to, to sort of infiltrate it, if you like, into the whole of the school day? In a number of ways, really. We, we talk to the children a lot about their own well-being. We, we recognise there's so many. There's Mental Health Week, there's Children's Wellbeing Week, there's National Wellbeing Week, there's International Wellbeing There's so many days and, and we sort of try to pick them and, and, and give them 
credit and, and, and sort of highlight them in the best possible way. But very much those conversations of, of talking to the children about their well-being. It's not it's not a case of let me take away the stress, let me take away the, the problems. It's it's the hypotheticals. It's talking to the children of what would you do if you don't make that football team? How are you going to cope if um, your pet dies or, or something more, more serious or, not, or a family member? By having the hypothetical conversations when anyone, children or adult, is calmer and can focus more on clear structural thinking, you're able to get them to a point of, of realising what they need to do. So a lot of our well-being week and the work we do is, is choices and options you know, the, the boys will much rather run around and burn off some steam and, and, and work on their well-being in almost sort of a relief of getting those stresses and strains. There are others who, who just sort of seek sanctuary in the library and, and want to read quietly. So it's very much a, a tailored experience and allowing the children to know that they play a part in their well-being. And if they're feeling stressed or anxious or worried, you know, we don't we don't just say, let me fix it. A lot of the first conversation is, right, what can we do to support you in fixing that? And if the problem is greater than we feel they can handle, then of course we'll, we'll step in and, and take it take it over or work with them on it. But ultimately, it's giving them the tools and, and understanding that when I'm feeling stressed, I know that I can talk to somebody. If I'm feeling upset, I know I can do these things. So we sort of signpost ways to help them at different points through their lives and through their through their time here because there's going to be stress factors of teams or 11 plus or common entrance or school productions poetry recital all these things cause stress factors but actually by doing all of those things we, we help the children understand that you know the butterflies in the stomach are not something to fear they're something to embrace and and once you've done it you you feel slightly better for it well, that's good. I feel better about that now. now. <laughs> <laughs> Always get butterflies before we chat to people. Do you know, I, I had some just now as well, just before here. I suddenly sat and thought, I'm worried. But it's a good thing because it means that you, you care and you're passionate. And, and that's what we tell the children, that we don't suppress those emotions. We, we recognise them and, and talk about them in the best possible way. Do you find more now that children are aware of each other's well-being? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's it's... It's become so much more of, of recognising those things. We have, a, we have a wonderful initiative, which Mr Braithwaite came up with, one of our PE teachers who, who leads the wellbeing charge with me. And he came to me and said, I really want to do this this headmaster's lunch. It's a really nice idea. And, and, and it's a way that we can recognise the children who have good manners and, and things like this. And we, and we turn around to the children, or I very quietly, as, as, as quietly as you can gather everyone in the prep school into the hall and said, right, you're not telling any teacher but I want you to nominate some of your teachers for the for the things that they do that go above and beyond. And and it was lovely, you know, Silvio, our grounds team, was, was offered, was, was welcomed into the headmaster's lunch because he's outside all day and it's cold. And the girls who nominated him said, you know, he is, he, he's outside all day. He could, we do feed him, but, you know, he could do, <laughs> he could do with a hot meal and some time indoors. And it was lovely. And, and it's a lovely moment when, when I go round and, and have done a couple of times slightly limited with COVID, but going into these rooms and saying, you know, so-and-so has been nominated for lunch and then also turning to the teacher and saying, well, will you be nominated by the children because of, of this reason? And, and also we, we have our Blue Dot system where we award children for following the values that we, we, we are so passionate about, you know, the Hobridge way of working hard, being kind, helpful. And, you know, that I do get still get moments where the child will walk up to me and say, can, can you give so-and-so a Blue Dot? They help me find my trainers or can you give so-and-so a blue dot? And, and our seniors are, are sort of awarding the younger ones with those. So it is, it's really sort of 
the lines and the crossovers are just so vast and various that everyone's looking after each other and it's not the child and the pupil it, it covers all those different bases which which is well-being it's 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 keeping your eye on everybody and and you know i'm sure the children will will, will sort of know when when we're feeling tired or, or we've had highs and lows and 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 it's that social it's reading social situations that i think we need to help them understand to to help yeah. them feel better about themselves and the people around them and your team your sort of pastoral team you're just talking about it's great about heading that heading the charge for that do you still have that sort of ethos of looking out for the, the child that may seem fine but is a little quiet or you're aware that things might not be quite right is that still right the way through the school you, you keep an eye out for that yeah absolutely so we so we do a lot with i think in the pre-prep it's very different because they have that that one teacher who they spend so much time with and there's that the parents will come in in the morning and pick up and drop off and, and, and there's discussions there. But the pre-prep still have those those conversations of so-and-so's a bit quiet or, or something's happened within the prep school because there are so many more teachers and, and life is so much more mobile. The children move from different classrooms. You know, beginning of, of every year, we I, I will lead a staff meeting and basically say, right, which children do we need to be aware of? Who's, who's, who's found last year? And certainly with COVID, it was a very you know, it had to be a conversation. Who found this tough? Who, who do we feel is going to find this uh, this transition back to normal difficult? And, and we have that conversation and, and every tutor will sit there and say, please keep an eye on, please remember this, please remember that. That then goes through to a weekly staff meeting. So we, we meet on a Monday and, you know, at the end of that meeting, any pupil concerns and there is the, there is the you know, 95% of the staff body there whilst a few others are outside on, on the playground mentioning a name and, and we will just literally, you know, bring together what we think and if we feel that there's an issue. And, and there have been cases where, you know, a child in year three has been mentioned yet there's a sibling in year six and we've gone, well, they're both, mm. they're both down. Why are they both down at the moment? You know, and then then that's when we can we can action. And and now that we've got that, you know, working with the pre prep as well, that we have that. Well, so and so's got a, a sibling in the pre prep. How are they doing as well? So it's constant mm-hmm. communication. You know, I've got my I've got my tutor team. I've got my heads of section who do do wonderful enrichment and work with 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 their year groups. The school nurse. You know, the the ladies in reception who who just know that the child that comes around four times in a day saying, "Can I call mum?" is is a is a cry for. I'm not feeling great and I need someone to come in. So, you know, the big discussion we have is is the prep school is very different to the pre-prep, but there are so many more eyes and, and, and people looking out and, and we do, we, we're constantly sort of touching base and the, not the best part of my job, but I know that, that everyone takes the well-being and the pupil welfare so seriously because lunchtimes, break times, there's knocks on my door from staff and, and children going, just want you to know this, so-and-so is a bit upset. You know, there is that communication of, of mm. we've stepped away from being very British about things and not talking about our emotions. And, and I think that's a that's a good place to be at the moment so that we can we can understand exactly where every child is. Lovely. Now, we've just mentioned the staff. Of course, that's quite good, too, to have great staff well-being. How on earth do you how do you inculcate that? How do you get your staff to to feel great every day? Not, not always easy. No, no. It, that, that's, that seems like sort of the million dollar question. And I think if I could if I could bottle up the answer and, and it was a perfect <laughs> one, I'd I don't think I'd stop teaching, but I certainly make my millions. I think it's really it's, it's difficult. And I think with teachers, we are always on on we always perform and no matter you know not saying we're at the front doing dramatic monologues but we constantly have to be 
unflappable. We have to be there in front of the children. We have to be that steady ship that they can rely on. And there are times when that might not be the case and, and, and a personal issue or something that's happened in their personal life that, that rocks that, that thing, whether it's moving house or there's been something going on, you know, the, that turbulence is felt into your into your working life because you have to keep that steady mindset going and things like that. So I think it's really important to understand all those teachers and not to be not to pry or not to be nosy but understand that if life is tough or something's happened to cause them to feel slightly worried or anxious that we that we take that into account that we recognize it and there are some teachers who want to use us to to, to say I'm having a rough day and, and will pour their heart and soul and we will be there to listen and, and take that on board and there's other people who will just say this is tough but but this is my space where I want to work and try to get on. So it's understanding everybody as, as an individual, I think, is, is the mm. key point. You know, I think it's also about sharing their thoughts and frustrations. You know, as I said earlier, I don't come up with all the wonderful ideas for the well-being and the pastoral care. I've got the people around me and it's important to let them raise their concerns or raise their ideas or share their frustrations and listen because you you understand where they're coming from and you can help them in in a really important way and make sure that they're they're having that chance to say things that the things we're bringing in or what we're asking them to do it does have an impact and it's recognizing it because that then relates to their well-being and if their well-being mm. is strong then that transcends into their children in the classes um i think the final thing is, is you know celebrate the highs and, and work through the lows and i think covid really really pulled that together we we all struggled and, and there was you know, I talked with the year seven and eights during the last lockdown and, and we, as a, as a bubble, had our, our our meeting at 11 o'clock on, a, I think it was a Friday um, or Thursday. And we all just came on and, 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 and chatted and, and laughed at things. And, oh, you know, I tried to do a Zoom lesson and, and it went wrong and I got kicked out and, and you laughed and, and you sort of pulled together and shared sort of the war stories. But but then you, you pull together and you celebrate the highs in the best possible way. And, and I've got to say, sort of, reaching the end of last year in the summer when when restrictions were, were slightly less and we could be outside and uh, and we all sort of came together and, and celebrated what we'd been through I think pulls us together as a, as a staff in in such a powerful way it's come such a long way hasn't it since since the staff room was a, a place where nobody shared anything you kept everything to yourself very stiff upper lip it's it's so good to hear that people can share things mm, no and I think that you know it was interesting I said I went on a been on a few courses and, and online things and and you know when I first started teaching and I was in I've always been told pastoral care is something you're good at and that's where the direction you should go in but but well-being wasn't a word and it was all sort of if a child's upset or, or someone's being unkind to them you deal with that but if they're going through a tough time you put the support in but but now it's such a buzzword that you know well-being is everywhere and it's becoming better i think it's, mm. it's it's an early start to this journey and people unfortunately as i said have, have, have come to become more familiar with it through a pandemic and we're all battered and bruised and we all need to shake it off and, and move forward but i think it's certainly kept us all going during a pretty tough time you shared some of your things do you have a, a one top tip that you'd have for creating this mentally healthy staff room our new mentally healthy staff room yeah, I think it's it's an interesting th- idea, and, and and I sort of do get the parents reaching out saying, you know, what can we do to help a child, and what can we do to keep 
help help our child understand their emotions and things like that. And, and again, if I knew that there was a perfect answer, mental health and well-being wouldn't be such a, a buzzword. It, it's such a big thing because there's no perfect answer. So I think it's it's having the confidence and, and being open to new ideas. You know, we sort of say to some of the parents and the children, we'll try this or try that, or try mindfulness, try relaxation, try yoga. You know, you've got to try all those things and be open to it. But, you know, I think with me, it's it's... Something I always always focus on is is working hard and putting my my effort into my day and really dedicating myself and and getting satisfaction from what I do and making sure that I'm doing something that that I love and 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 brings me positive energy from it. So sort of you know working hard, have fun and, and play hard at the same time. It's so important that that when the children are here that and you can see it in some of the old ones that they work so hard at, in the lessons and you walk past and they're frantically writing and they're, they're walking around and they're prompt to lessons yet you see them at break time and they are just running around like mad because they understand that work-life balance and I think that's really important for them and you can see that well I'm in this lesson and I've got to sit and work but when I'm outside I will just let off steam and be a kid and, and make mm. light of things and that's really important and then I think the other one something that I'm always known for is taking the time to rest you know we had a lovely staff meeting last week and, and Chris turned around and said you know nearly half term Stephen how many more sleeps till till half term and I went <laughs> nine nine more wake-ups until half term and it's it's this you know everyone sort of some of the new staff looked at me and said god he must hate his job and it's like no I don't I love my job but I work hard when I'm here and I have fun when I'm here but come the holidays I will sit in front of that no we're not meant to say we sit in front of the tv all all day but I do because I'm tired and I need that rest so I think it's finding that work work hard play hard and rest when you know rest when needed is, is the most important thing and as long as you've got those three pillars that you're constantly working on then I think you're in a in a better position and trying to overcomplicate it or, or make it too abstract or, or, or too sort of vast for the children to understand is quite a difficult one so mm. you know we do want them to work hard we, we we expect a lot from them but we have the days where they can just let loose and and the holidays are there and and as we always say to them take the time to rest you know be spend time with your family spend time with pets because that's just as important it's almost like the, the staff had rediscovered the, the child in them, actually. You're talking about that. Children are very good at knowing when to rest. They'll, they'll sit down and go to sleep instantly. That's what we should rediscover, I think. So, Yeah, and it was, I, I did a mental health training course, like I said, a few years ago. And it was one of the things of wonderful lady, uh, Jane Nathan, who, who, who did the training. And she's just sort of amazing and someone I still touch base with because she's just got a breadth of experience. And she sat there and she said, take an hour, take an hour just for yourself because I guarantee nobody does and come back the next day with what you you know what you did and it it was so interesting that all these people uh, I had parents evening that evening so I did sort of put my hand up and go I've got parents evening she said do it tomorrow but but feedback and we did on the next day and and so many people did different things of reading or watching you know one of our one of the people there watched friends episodes just lay in bed and watch friends episode because they've not watched them for years and someone else sat with the dogs and someone else did all of this and so it was so nice to sort of that's what we needed and I think as teachers we're so managed by time and and our time t- you know our timetable is is a higher power than us we have to answer to that and therefore when we have the time to do something for ourselves we sometimes feel a bit sort of unsure of of what to do and and how to sort of take that time but but definitely take a bit of time and just enjoy it laugh and and try to sort of 
shake off some of the things that happened during the day. Talking of that, the Hobridge social media channels and the lead up to Christmas. Tell me how you got involved in the countdown to Christmas and what did that do for your well-being? So the countdown for Christmas one, I, I would like to sort of, yeah, I think those ones were sort of thrown on me slightly. <laughs> I think there's, I was, I was sort of thinking about my, I'm not a big social media person. I think if you put the, the Hobridge social media next to mine, I think there's more posts on, on the Hobridge one than there is on, on my own. But um but no, just just Mr. Lowry and the admissions team just sort of grab me and say, you say, you know, can you come here? I need you to act this out. I need you to do this. I think it was me with um, Seb and Isaac telling them off as they ran off with, with 22 on the back for 22 days for Christmas. And I thought that was it. And then Mr. Lowry kept saying, oh, you know, I need you for something. I need you for something. And it was, it was a Friday afternoon and just walking past the admissions office. And, and uh, I was jumped, physically jumped and dragged in and given a very large plump lip and, and quite a 1980s blue eyeshadow. As, as the, uh, we have a, own, I don't know if we're the only school, we have a fan pantomime dressing up box in the corner of our staff room so so Mr Lowry and I donned our dresses and just put it on and just sort of sat there and and, and do you know what it, it was it was I do those things because I, I I just want to make sure that everyone sees that yes we we do take our schooling seriously but also the kids do have a laugh here and, and it is fun and I think that one was a really brilliant one because I think it was almost it was the last Friday of term and everyone had just sort of reached that here we go, here we go. But but Mr. Larry and I walking around because we went from his office to the library to a set, you know, the, the office ladies killing themselves, the odd child that was going to the nurse and looked in and saw these, I mean, probably old women <laughs> sitting in the library. But but the joy that came from that during the day, and I remember taking off my, my dress and going back upstairs and, and passing Ollie Gibson, our, our head boy, and he went, sir, why have you got makeup on? <laughs> you know, and, and the sort of the, the Mr. Ron, why have you got makeup? You know, and all of that. And, and I think that's it, isn't it, that... that Social media started as such a positive affirmation of all the wonderful things. And I think certainly looking through it, it can sometimes be quite sort of, you go into a downward spiral and you find it quite difficult. And if, if on someone's social media page, and that's whether it's the seniors who've got their social media accounts or a parent or a teacher, if they just see an image that brings a little bit of joy and, and cracks a smile, then then that's important because I think that's our role to sort of bring that light relief and and we see it you know we look at the comments and we see them laughing and, and making you know and they enjoy it and, and I think that's important to bring them in and certainly in the last year when the parents couldn't come in they can see what we do and we are here to have fun and, and things like yeah. that so yeah I, I don't want to sort of set a, a precedent <laughs> and, and, and say whatever's coming up on social media I'll do it I'm not doing shaving my head for charity or anything like that but no there'll always be that you know there'll always be me getting involved or, or having you know tongue-in-cheek I think is important in, in this role. Brilliant well it's brought back some nice memories today anyway so thank you very much it's been lovely to to chat well-being and keep going keep up the good work. <laughs> thank you thank you very much. Thanks. So that was Stephen Arnott, Assistant Head Pastoral at Hobridge School, talking about his role working with pupils and staff to ensure positive well-being. Thank you, Stephen, for coming on to this episode of the podcast. Now, our next episode is coming out soon. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.